Hey guys, welcome to the number 203 ever episode of Ways Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. Today we are going to preview the Wizards at Celtics game while also giving a recap to the Pacers versus Wizards disaster on, on national TV, a.k.a. ESPN. Each of these teams are 3-2. and two. Um, so let's see if you can get the victory. I hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do subscribe, follow, share, view. Tomorrow, I'm going to try to get a podcast in. I know tomorrow is Halloween. That'll be very fun. For those who don't know, I'm going to be Miguel Diaz uh, from Cobra Kai for Halloween. If you guys want to put in the comments what you guys are going to be for Halloween as well. I do want to wish you a happy Halloween in case I cannot get to that game. I think I will be able to, but we'll see what the Wizards could do tomorrow on Halloween against the 76ers. But for now, let's focus on the Celtics game. Well, actually, let's start off focusing about this Pacers-Wizards game because and this was a disgrace. That that's the only way I could describe this. But don't worry, guys. As as everyone wanted, Bradley Beal had thirty-one points. Woohoo! See, this is what this is what drives me nuts. Is that everyone says that the only way the Wizards are going to win is if Bradley Beal is like that thirty-point per game caliber score. He's always going to be that caliber score, but if he's going to average around that kind of caliber and be that leading scorer. That's not true at all. The Wizards are going to win this team by playing good defense and playing team basketball. And I'm not saying they didn't play team basketball, but when you have the majority of your offense surrounded around one player, and then when he can't come up with a play, because eventually the Pacers uh, were double-teaming and triple-teaming, and eventually the Wizards had no answer. Um, for that double team and triple team. Now, Porzingis had a good game um, itself, but if you really look at it, Monte Morris is probably this team's most productive player. Plus six, he had five points, 12 assists. Like People don't just casually have 12 assists. He only has one turnover, like one, only one personal foul. Like, he doesn't, when I say productive, I mean, like, the team does well when Monte Morris is on the court. It doesn't matter what stats he has. He sets up his teammates. He's good overall. Because clearly he needs to be that point guard. Because Johnny Davis, with uh, DeLon right out, Johnny Davis has not stepped into that role. Played seven minutes, two points, minus 13. Rui Hachimura, minus 19. But then you look at guys like Kuzma, uh, Monte Morris. Daniel Gaffer was a plus one as well. These are some of their only positive plus-minus uh, plus guys. And in my opinion, that is a little concerning. Now, again, you have guys like Porzingis, Kuzma showing up, but eventually the offense was surrounded by Beal, and Beal needed to be the only player. I'm not going to lie. It was fun watching Beal do a step back every single time that fakes everybody, or he doesn't do that step back and instead drives to the paint. It's fun watching it. I'm not going to lie. That's probably the reason why they paid him $251 million, the Wizards. It entertains fans. However, eventually the Wizards just got to be better. Right, I mean, Miles Turner shot ten for ten from the free throw line. They they were unbelievable from the free throw line. Thirty of thirty three. No team should ever, and I mean ever, have thirty three uh, free throw attempts. The Wizards had twenty eight themselves. That shouldn't even happen. They're, they're, these free throw attempts should not even happen. I think is my point. The Wizards three point defense was the most atrocious thing I've ever watched on a basketball court in a very long time. And that that's an exaggeration, but I there was. At, the Wizards were in it the entire game, but like to continuously blow leads, like like a blow a lead like this, they started off good, they started off hot, and then all of a sudden the Pacers just came back. It was just devastating to watch this team just kind of, you know, not play that well. It, it was it was kind of devastating to see because I really personally loved when I saw the Wizards play really good defense perimeter de- play really good perimeter defense. That is important. I think I would rather have the Wizards be in a lower-scoring defensive matchup than in a shootout. Even if a shootout sounds more fun, 
Like, if the Wizards are going to win either way, I'd want a shootout. But if I'm a Wizards fan, I'm hoping for a low-scoring game because even if the offense is having their struggles, if they're not going against, like, a defense like the Bucks, they're going to figure out how to get points on the board. But if your defense is playing lockdown, again, your offense is going to eventually figure it out. But if your defense is playing well, your offense is also going to eventually make mistakes as well. And then you fall behind. This is kind of like this game. Allow 36 points in the first quarter, 39 points in the second quarter. Like, that's not okay. Like, I'm sorry, that's not okay. So, what can I say? You know, this game was a disappointment, and I think the Wizards should just kind of go back to the drawing board and um, just kind of revisit. I mean, they had three 20-point-per games. They had three 20-point score for the Pacers. This, this, was not a, this was not their finest job, right? But they got to move on. It's just one game, right? Besides that, they played really good basketball this year. Um, so let's do the preview. Starting off with the injury report, Corey Kispert and DeLon Wright, both still out. For the Celtics, Robert Williams, D- Danilo Gallinari, both also out. But Malcolm Brogdon is questionable with right low back stiffness. Uh, it does look like he is going to play because I am going to talk about him on my preview. It does look like he is going to play. When you look at the starting lineups, I think it's going to be the same for the Wizards. Even though I don't agree with Denny Avdia starting, he is going to start alongside Monte Morris, Bradley Beal, Kyle Kuzma, and Christoph Porzingis. For the Celtics, I think their, proje- their projected starting lineup looks like the reigning defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart, Derek White. Jalen Brown, first team All NBA 2022 participant, Jason Tatum, and Al Horford. Again, this is the team that was just in the NBA Finals. This is going to be a tough matchup, and I do I am going to predict the Wizards to lose their first game. The first game I predicted the Wizards to lose this year. Uh, I think they're going to lose 114 to 108. Starting off with my Coburn's catch, I think the Coburn's catch for the Wizards today is to create opportunities in the paint. Uh, since Robert Williams is out, Al, Al Horford is going to have to honestly take up the those paint, those rim protecting duties, and He's more, even though he can play decent defense, he's more of an offensive player. Like he played great defense in last year's postseason where the Celtics went on a magical run um, to the finals. I may or may not have predicted that in February when they were like the seventh seed in the conference. Ha-ha. Um, but, um, he, again, he played d- good defense, I think, in the playoffs last year, but he's not overall a good defender. He's more of an offensive big. So if you're the Wizards, you, you're the most efficient team in basketball right now, like statistically. So they get the ball in the paint to Porzingis, Gafford, Beal, and Kuzma. They're all finding great opportunities in the paint, even Monte Morris. And then eventually the three-point shot will open up. Just get opportunities in the paint, succeed in the paint, since Boston, you know, has – is not probably going to do good in the bait with the rim protectors that they have. And considering the Wizards are also efficient from that area, I think it makes sense. Moving on to spread time, the Celtics are minus nine, Wizards plus nine, over under 221 and a half. It's crazy because I'm going to have the exact same spread. I am going to pick the Wizards if they only have Boston getting a six-point win. But I have 222 total points. They have 221 and a half, so I am barely going to pick the over. But I'm going to have the exact same spread. I honestly think Vegas is going to na- nail that spread right there and the over-under. Fantasy Outlook, I have Jason Tatum getting 55 to 60 fantasy points. Learn more later. I have Bradley Beal getting 40 to 45 fantasy points. I have Malcolm Brogdon, if he plays, getting 30 to 40 fantasy points. And Monte Morris, even though he hasn't done, again, Monte Morris has been very productive. Like, even though he hasn't done anything, like, crazy, right, Um, he is putting up consistent fantasy numbers. I think he has 30 to 35 fantasy points in this matchup. What punctuation uh, do you put on that percentage? Um, I think, honestly, I would give a question mark for ESPN's percentage because they have Boston, they, they, they're giving Boston 80% chance of winning. I get that the Celtics are the better team, even though they have the same record. We all know the Celtics are the better team. They just went back to the NBA Finals. We can't just base it all off the first five games. However, to give them it, that, give them an overwhelming percentage when the Wizards have been a very efficient team this year and also been very good defensively. I just don't think that makes sense. I give Boston more of like a 72% chance of winning this ball game. 
Last but not least, who you got? I think it's going to be Jason. I mean, guys, you expect this, right? I mean, the Wizards sometimes do have players where um, they just don't do well against. Let me just say that. They just do not do well against. And Jason Tatum is one of those players. He's just one of those guys. Um, I think he's going to go off again. I mean, Tatum has had two 50-point games against the Wizards over the past two seasons, one of them the play-in tournament, and then one of them last year coming back in January when the Celtics were a playing caliber team. I mean, his last five games against the Wizards, he's averaging 34.6 points per game in in that matchup. I don't think he's going to go crazy for like 50 points, but speaking of that 34.6, I think he gets around there, 34 points, eight rebounds, six assists, two steals, one block. 54% 54% field goal, 38% three-point shooting, 90% from the free throw line, and just two turnovers. Turnovers have been an issue for Jason Tatum in the past. I say he is pretty well there. And even if you look at his stats against the Wizards, um, even though he had that 51-point game against the Wizards, earlier on in the year they played, um, actually exactly a year ago, the Wizards did play the Celtics. And I remember they had two matchups. They split. I forget which matchup. I was rich, but Tatum had a total of six turnovers, averaged three turnovers per game in those two games um, in that stretch. So um, I say the the Wizards, I remember, yeah, actually the game that Tatum had four turnovers was the game that the, that the uh, Wizards won. So I don't think Tatum goes off like crazy, but I do think, again, he has a very good stat line as the Celtics win by six. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, view. Enjoy the game tonight. Then we'll be here tomorrow for Halloween. Hope you guys did enjoy. Of course, as always, I'll see you next time. Peace.